Hey, what's happening? One more time for an, an, another episode of Heretic Happy Hour. No, it's not the Heretic Happy Hour. It's the Bonfire Sessions. <laughs> How are you, Mike? Doing okay. Yeah. Just okay? Yeah. Just okay. What, what's, uh, what's been new? I was at Disneyland for three days. So uh, I'm sleepy. Forgive me if I if I nod off here or if I get the name of the podcast incorrectly. Yeah, no, yeah, totally fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I just have I have all day to listen to political stuff on YouTube and podcasts and been getting you down, huh? Yeah. What's the What's the state of uh, of America right now? Are we fucked? I think. We'll really find out in 2022 uh, the state of American democracy if if voters elect, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, all of those people. Um, you know, I think that'll be a good litmus test for uh, how long we have, uh, you know, a stable democracy. I mean, that's assuming Matt Gates is not in jail or prison. You can't run from prison, mm-hmm. can you? I would. Uh, you can run for a little bit. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, but then you probably get caught. No, I mean run from prison. I mean, like you're in prison and you're running for Congress. Oh, run from right? Gotcha. <laughs> no, like I don't think you can not, do that. Not actually run from prison. <laughs> I don't think you can do that over Zoom. But uh, no, you can't run. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about, like, something, you know, Plato said, right? You brought it up before. How democracy, democracy, if if you have an idiotic voter base or an ignorant voter base, is not, not like the end-all, be-all. It's not the upper echelon of how to run shit. Yeah, and I mean, in fact, in Plato's list, it was, you know, what, second from the bottom, just above... Uh, what tyranny? Yeah. Um, at the top, you had the philosopher king, kings, right? right? And then, yeah. Um, Either the king becomes a philosopher, or the philosopher becomes a king. Yeah, I mean, however it comes about, right? But um, yeah, and then below that you have what the technocrat, uh, blah blah blah. Um, yeah. And then towards the bottom is oligarchy, and uh, yeah, democracy, and then. Well, he was worried about like a demagoguery, like you, you, you elect a tyrant, you elect an oligarch. Right. Because you think that this person is going to save you from blah, blah, blah. Um, a strong man. Right. Um, I, I mean, always, you know, um, saying that the world is against you. You know, so, yeah. and not only I can save you, so yeah. you better elect me and keep me in power. Yeah. Um, you like, know, that's kind of what some of these people, they pit themselves in that narrative. They're the savior of tyrannical government, the Democrats. Li- I mean, liberals might do some of this too. It's all like kind of demonizing. But something I've noticed about like, like the Trumpian way of talking you're the greatest, they're the worst. You're tremendous, they're awful. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're the only one. You do it the best. It's like we were talking about before. Like, Donald Trump, 
says what was done against him was the worst witch hunt in American history. And I'm like, the term witch hunt is based on something that happened in American history. Like <laughs> you are painting this in such a, you're the, you're the, like the chosen one who, who will fight against this big, bad evil. And the people that fall into that line of thinking are right there voting for the people who do that. Like you said, the Matt Gates, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, like Mar- Green, Brown, what's her last name? Green? Green. Green. Brown. She's the one who, uh, what, Georgia? Georgia. Right. Matt Gates is Florida. Matt Gates is Florida. She's, she's Georgia. She's the right. QAnon, like, Jewish laser lady. Yeah, apparently she uh, disavowed um, those beliefs. I don't know how genuinely, but. How recently? couple months ago oh really but it i mean genuine or not it hasn't improved her a whole lot or at all and these are the people who are gerrymandering right right now is that what you're afraid of the gerrymandering or just the fact that even if it's fair people will elect dumb fucks like that uh both right well i think in the next election cycle the republicans have what maybe a hundred more uh districts uh up for redistrict redistricting and um than the democrats um so and, certain districts are up for redistricting where it means like you draw the lines mm-hmm. based on demographics based on population based uh, on where your voters are <laughs> right um, I mean, they, they can, they can redistrict, redistrict, they can draw the lines however they want to, uh, I believe. Huh. And yeah, I mean, they can draw <laughs> like, instead of say, like, uh, a square, uh-huh. they could draw like a C, you know, to catch all of the, you know, Republican voters in their area. Um, gotcha. So that ensure so they're in charge right now. They're up for redistricting, which means they if they know where people live, know where pockets of people are, mm-hmm. you draw the lines. So you're playing in the game and you're making up the rules and choosing the refs and picking the field that you mm-hmm. play on. And you and you call it fair. Yeah, I mean, isn't that that's what it means to be a be a lawmaker? That's what you get to do. But but if, yeah, so that's the weird part about politics is that if you're you're the lawmaker making the laws that directly affect your race so you're not just making the laws based on drugs or speeding or you know murder assault Mm -hmm. you're making the laws based on how you get elected yeah right no that's a fucking brilliant gig (laughs) and that's the that's the definition of egregious like they don't they don't have to care how they look anymore because they realized, you know, probably before the capital riots that they're not facing any real consequences. I mean, I guess we'll find out, you know, maybe in 2022, what the actual uh, consequences are of, you know, how they're acting. Yeah. Um, But the the scary part is that how many, how many people still support Trump? Most of the same ones that voted for him. Um, they're ride or die. It's like a cult leader. A cult of personality, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, 
It's not technically a cult, probably, but it's the cultish type behavior. Yeah, cult of personality. You are 100%. No matter what he does, you're, you're with him. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, uh, the Richard Nixon approach. I mean, just by definition of me doing of doing it, it's therefore okay. Um, yeah. It's like... Um, it's like when Plato asks, uh, is it good because God did it or does God only do that which is good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're like, it's good because he did it. Is it good because Trump did it or does Trump do, do what's good? It's Whatever Trump does is good. So it leads with the Trump doing and they say that's what's good. It's what's good for the country. And then the people who are the state legislators, the senators and the, you know all those kind of people, they take the same approach. And some Republicans have shifted away from them, but it's a minority, I think. If you poll the Republicans that voted for Trump, I'm going to guess a high percentage of them are still with Trump. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Matt Gates, Matt Gates. This is the irony of the whole motherfucker. Like Democrats were stealing androchrome from kids, child trafficking, so they can suck their blood and kill them. Child pedophile ring. Trump's going to expose it. And what Republican gets popped? Or who's the first Who's the first to get popped for child sex trafficking? It's a Republican. It's a Trump-supporting, sycophantic Republican. And he could still get reelected if he doesn't get convicted. Or even, or even charged. Has he even been charged as of recording this? Uh, no. Not yet. No, there you go. That's, that's, some, that's some lovely white-collar criminal right there. Of anybody, I think he's he's the most likely person to perhaps face consequences. I it really doesn't look good. <laughs> like his girlfriend, his ex girlfriend flipped on him. Uh, Joel Greenberg, you know his uh, wingman. Yeah, he flipped on him. Oh, it doesn't look good. Uh, I'm not not super duper confident, but. Yeah, chances are pretty good he might he might be going to prison. Like I feel I feel more confident about him going to prison than I did about Trump ever facing, you know, any kind of consequence. I still think Trump won't. I, uh, I honestly don't think he'll he'll face any consequences. I, I think he'll probably Trump will probably be indicted, but he's never gonna see the inside of the jail cell. I don't think so. I, I mean I would that would be pretty pretty shocking if that ever happened. The same, same with uh, Giuliani. Um, you know. Uh, I was laughing so hard when that dude was leaking. <laughs> leaking black shit off his head. That was so funny to me. Just <laughs> This dude's leaking right now. Farting in court. This is like, yeah, this is like some SNL stuff. Like SNL's like, well, our writing team has nothing to do. Because satire cannot top that. It truly can't. No, if you touch it, you just make make it less fun. Yeah, because it's already as funny as it can really be. <laughs> like, unless you got the sweat pouring off his head like he's in Airplane, that movie, you know. But even then, it's yeah. like it's still probably not funnier than dude leaking black on his head. But it's crazy. These people, yeah, I mean, I try not to think about it. That's my, uh, my for my, for the sake of my mental health, I try not to think about it. Is it a bit of an ostrich approach? Yes. But yeah, but it is super stressful and you know, 
seriously, I it's addicting, and I know I need to cut back on my consumption. And I would still be informed. Like, I there's no reason why I have to, you know, be consuming it all day long, which is what I do. Uh, you know, I could heck even once a week. I'm gonna start with. <laughs> Maybe just, you know. Sounds like you're trying to quit heroin or something. <laughs> right. I have no idea what that's like, but I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I don't either. I would, I'm guessing it's something like that. <laughs> like, back off to, you know, once a day. Maybe just at lunchtime. You know, don't start with it in the in the morning. Don't just, end with it when you're going to bed. Just catch up with it. Middle of the, yeah. And then, I, I'm sure you could, if you backed off to once a week. Yeah. You'd be informed enough to, yeah, you'd be well informed, but you wouldn't be affecting your health. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, that's the balance. <laughs> that's the balance. Because you can't go to Disneyland all day, every day, and just live in a fantasy land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is totally the case that Disneyland is a total escape from reality. That's what it was for that's like three right. days. I didn't worry about shit, <laughs> except for like my shins were hurting and my back hurt. It was, it's a lot of walking. Yeah, I think when we were back there, uh, well, in Disney World, I think we were walking, like, seriously, five miles a day. Yeah, at least. Yeah. At least. But it's a nice escape. You can't see out of the park. <laughs> All you're thinking about, it really is kind of, you know, meditative. Because all you're thinking about is that moment. Like, you're going on the ride. When you're on a ride, you're not really thinking about other stuff. Your next destination is your next ride. Oh, what, what, what ride doesn't have a long line? You're very present in what you're doing. Right. And in doing that, like, I found out, hell, I mean, standing in line for a half an hour, it's not that bad. No, it's not. Like, you you always kind of, you feel obligated to poo-poo waiting in lines. But, but like everything else, you know, Disney does it right. Like, they always give you something to, to look at. Yeah. But you can't live there forever because it's expensive as fuck. <laughs> you got to get back in the real world and figure out what's going on in the world. Figure out what we're up against. So that's, that's but I, I try, I try to just barely stay informed. I listen to David Packman when I'm showering. So that's like 10, 15 minutes, whatever. 20 minutes if I'm just standing in the shower, my muscles hurt. <laughs> I got it on hot. So that's like a couple clips. Watch John Oliver on Mondays. If there's a big news thing, I tune in. That's it. Yeah, maybe I would add to that uh, the uh, Up First podcast by NPR. Yeah, NPR is good. Um, yeah, it's like you're a goddamn t- liberal. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, I don't know about goddamn, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, NPR is good. Hi, welcome to. Uh, NPR. Got a. We're gonna talk to uh, Charlotte here about her garden. <laughs> She's got some uh, some keys to success out there. If you've got some arid soil, sometimes I can't. I can't do it, man. I <laughs> I gotta check out when it's that shit. I really. I haven't. I mean, I, I don't claim to. You know, know the whole library. Yeah. I haven't come across anything. You know, like that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Try listening on the weekends at like, okay. I don't know, 6 p.m. I guess, I mean, I've always associated it with uh, political stuff. I don't know. What yeah, yeah. But when they go like, or Science Fridays, that's pretty interesting, though. 
It's like the, the yeah. you know, science news. But when you get on the weekend, yeah, we're going to be talking with an author. Uh, she wrote uh, a book on gardenias. It's a lovely little book on how to grow them, how to trim them, and all yeah. the ins and outs of planting gardenias in your flower garden. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I won't be checking that out. <laughs> Can't hang with all that shit. As much as I'm sure it's exciting for those people. If you dork out on gardenias, God bless you. NPR at uh, on Sunday at 6.30 to 7. We're going to knock it out of the park. No judgment, it's not Fox News. Yep. I'll take gardenias over Fox News. Is there anyone good on Fox News anymore? Chip uh, Smith used to be on there, right? He was good. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was decent. He's respectable. He's, uh, not, he's not on there anymore, is he? I think he's on MSNBC. Oh, uh, there you go. But uh, Chris Wallace. Uh, Chris Wallace. I, would, I respect him quite a bit. Tucker, you like him? Sean Hannity? Not my favorite, Tucker. No. They're judge, not. what's her? Judge uh, Janine. Janine. God. Is there anything... This is going to sound bad. I'm not trying to be anti-woman. Is there anything worse than one of those angry white women on one of those channels? Like her, Tommy Laren, Ann Coulter. Is there anything more insufferable than those women? Well, I mean, yeah, what your typical Karens. Um, yeah. I don't know. Would that be a Karen? I don't know if the first one's a white woman. I have no idea who this judge lady is. A good point. Yeah, I I guess I... If she's a person of color, I apologize. I can't nail it down. So. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yes, of course, men like, you know, Sean and Ben Shapiro are insufferable as well. But there's just something, there's just something about like a Tommy Lahren. I'm just like, oh my God. I don't know who that is. Honestly. You don't? No. Oh. Mike, let me, uh, let me like, clue you in. Okay. Let me clue you in. Hey, and we are going to have a question from a listener today. We are almost 20 minutes into this motherfucker. We are going to get to you. Jonathan Wilson has the question. It's about, it's going to be about psychedelics. So stay tuned. But I'm going to pull up, uh, how about worst of Tommy don't know how to spell her last name. Um, Tommy Fox News. Who is Um, let's see. How about we just pick something from Fox News itself? Tommy sends a message to Americans. Goddamn advertisements. Probably not allowed to play other advertisements on our podcast, am I? No idea. Can't hear it anyway. I think you can use stuff for uh, commenting purposes. Ocasio-Cortez. What do you got here? Where's Tommy? Means to be a socialist nation, and that's not what we should ever become. You ever but seen that woman? As a Republican, okay. as a Trump yeah. supporter, you know who that is. I'm happy that the Democrats are finally being transparent. They want open borders. I mean, it's, well, it's a blonde white woman, so I might be uh, confusing. So, as a Trump supporter and a conservative, Democrats want to abolish the rule of law. That's 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 her idea. That's what she says. Democrats are. Okay, so that's interesting. Terms easier for us because I think the American people are smarter than that. So you hit on a keyword transparency because. So that's her. She uh, she just yells stupid shit. Um, when she goes on her rants, it's pretty fantastic. Fantastic, like uh, 
fingernails down the chalkboard for our older audience that had chalkboards. It's all projection. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> fantastically ironic that, yeah, we want to get we want to get rid of the rule of law. Yet you guys aren't willing to um, support the June sixth mission. Like, oh, that's another thing they did, huh? They did. They're like, no, let's not let's not look into this. We're good. Which is kind of a gift. I mean, it, it gives. Democrats a unifying talking point, you know, for 2022. Like, yeah, of course we're going to use this to, yeah, talking point against the Republicans. Yeah, and their character. Right. And, and, I mean, the point is being unified. Like, as long as we get unified, I'm talking to you, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. Like... I don't know who they are, but I'm sure they're listening. They're quote-unquote, you know, Democratic senators who have, you know, I think they voted for more Republican causes than uh, Democratic causes under uh, the Joe Biden administration. Like, they're, they're not going to they're not gonna vote to get rid of the filibuster, which is what we, what we need in order to pass, uh, you know, the voting rights laws. Uh, you know, uh, infrastructure stuff, um, raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, like all of these things that, you know, help everyday Americans, uh, for some reason they're not interested in supporting. And they're senators? Yeah. And you Uh, need that you need everyone in the Senate because it's tied. Yeah. You need every single democratic senator. Yeah. You know, plus Kamala, which I don't, I'm not worried about Kamala Harris, <laughs> you know, voting against parties, uh, the Democratic Party, but, uh, but these other people, huh? And it's all in the name of, you know, bipartisanship, which I mean, bar- bipartisanship is fine, you know, if both parties are um, acting in good faith, but. We have one party that isn't living in reality and isn't acting in good faith. So, um, yeah, bipartisanship means no- means nothing when one party isn't <laughs> um, worth working with. Like, Christ Almighty! No wonder you're uh, just okay. Because it le- it means a lot to me, and it. Like it, I know it was, it was some form of indoctrination, but, you know, I grew up in a country where America was supposedly great. And it's kind of a shock to realize that, well, one, it wasn't ever as great as I thought it was. Right. And there's a chance that it could get exponentially worse. Yeah. Like legit, it's a, it's honestly a possibility. I feel like that we're just living by a thread right now, and we just barely squeaked by in twenty twenty, and that could all go away, you know, just by the smallest thing going wrong. I feel like. Yeah, I, th- I feel like. Uh, I mean, it's it's positive that. I mean, I think that I think we did a good job. 
this year and like COVID vaccines and getting back to some sense of normalcy, which will bode in the current administration's favor. Um, I think the stimulus was supported by and large by more people than not. Yeah. Um, there are other issues that need to be addressed. Infrastructure, you're right. I, I mean, we got some shitty roads in California. I know I know the bill's more than just roads, but Jesus right. Christ, I just drove from L.A. And it's like, what the fuck is my tax dollars going towards? Because <laughs> there's like exactly. legit potholes in Highway 5. Like straight up potholes. Like you're going 80. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Like really? Right in the middle of I-5, really? I mean, it feels like a pothole. I mean, I don't know if it's like an actual pothole, but it's like, it's so bumpy and rough that it's like. Yeah. I mean, the, the typical example is, yeah, failing bridges. Yeah. But no, I mean, we need to upgrade everybody, you know, to high speed internet. Like that should be part of infrastructure. Like I I have no problem spending money on, on even stuff that the Republicans wouldn't consider. Uh, strictly infrastructure stuff like roads and bridges and stuff. Yeah. Like family leave uh, or childcare type stuff. That oh, yeah. All be considered like the pre K stuff? Yeah. Like I have no, I have absolutely no problem. Right. You know, um, paying for stuff like that. Yeah. Call me a socialist, whatever. That's, I don't see how you can be, a, be against that. <laughs> well, how are we going to pay for it? Slash military spending. <laughs> yeah, raise the taxes on the uber rich. Like we can, we can slash military spending by quite a bit, and we would still be spending more um, than any other country in the world. Like, yeah, we'd be fine. I swear. <laughs> I promise we're gonna be fine. <laughs> we're gonna be fine. Well, maybe we're not gonna all be fine because uh, we can't get this shit done. But in the meantime, let's get to the winner of today's question. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. We'll, we'll uh, kick this around for maybe about 20 minutes before we fuck off. Um, so Jonathan Wilson, I talked to Jonathan. He has all four of the booklets. So um, he wants us to give away a PDF copy of the Bonfire Sessions, spring, summer, autumn, or winter, to anyone who wants it. Now, limit one person. So the first person who DMs me um, that doesn't have all the booklets, who wants one, send me a PM, say first, um, or the first person to tell me to, to fuck off uh, or go fuck yourself in my DMs. <laughs> you only get it if you get it first. So if you're listening to this, pause it, hit me up if you want to uh, claim Jonathan's copy. So, Jonathan, thank you for donating that. Um, And thank you for buying all four sessions of the Bonfire Sessions, if you haven't done so yet. They're 99 cents on Amazon. To quote the one and only Keith Giles, they're worth every penny. So go pick them up for your candle. His question today, what's your view on the use of psychedelics slash other drugs for therapy or contemplative practice? Can we hear God when we are, quote, high? I'm hearing God right now, man. Shit. Um, could those plants be there for that purpose? Can these substances be useful tools in the toolbox? Any thread branching off from the intersection of drug spirituality, healthy use would be a topic I would love to hear about. Well, now's your chance, my, my fine friend, Michael, your thoughts. 
I think anything that helps you turn off, you know, that part part of your brain that neurotically analyzes stuff. I mean, it's a very Buddhist idea. Everything, you know, that reminds me of Buddhism these days. But anything that allows you to, you know, experience reality directly without placing labels on it. I mean, it gets you to the truth of the matter of what you're dealing with in life. And to me, that is what I would call a spiritual experience. Mm. And, you know, my understanding, what, I mean, what little research I've done, um, that's the impression that I get from what you kind of experience with uh, psychedelics or even marijuana. You know, it kind of lets you just zone out. Well, I think, I think certainly that, um, yeah, when you're, when you're high like that, you definitely have a lot of thoughts. They might be what, you know, but you're, but the point is you're, you have thoughts, but you're not, you're not over, over analyzing. You're just letting the thoughts, you know, well, no, no, that's what, that's why they're called stoner thoughts. (laughs) You don't overanalyze. You just throw them out there. Like, fucking there's stoner thoughts man maybe something will stick and i'll come back to it later uh, yeah you're not worried about analyzing that shit you're just exploring lack of in in uh inhibitions with yeah your thoughts. Yeah. yeah 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 simply put that would be my main point i mean i would say i think alan watts put it like this like psych uh psychedelics mushrooms or any other kind of drug it gives you the the tools it gives you the it gives you the ability to get to that state where you're you know spiritually thinking whether or not you know you uh, take advantage of the situation you know that's a different matter but yeah. it, it allows you to enter that place where you know you're more meditative yeah and I think that that comes down to like the set and the setting that's what people who you know do a lot of psychedelics talk about like you got to be in the right mindset and you got to be in the right setting. So your environment's not fucking with your head. Yeah. And if that's your intention, then it seems like a lot of these plants can help. Like I know psychedelics, especially uh, psilocybin mushrooms are starting to be used for therapy, psychotherapy, people with PTSD, trauma. And it's helping like initial studies, like scientifically show that it's, it's helping with people that have breakthroughs. And I think that's divine. That would be, I guess spiritual experience that, that would be that would be wrestling with your demons and get through them that mm-hmm. would be kind of the that's yeah that's what that would look like right yeah. you're kicking at the door and the mushrooms just help yeah. break the door down yeah it doesn't mean you stop there you know it doesn't mean it's the only thing it just means it can be a tool in the toolbox like uh, like the question suggests yeah and you know not to be a enabler or anything but <laughs> and you know yeah, research, do it safely, but, you know, it doesn't, um, they're not addictive, really. It doesn't seem like, um, no, not the, well, at least, uh, mushrooms, you know, specifically, specifically, like, right. I mean, I gotta tell you, I've taken mushrooms a couple of times. I, I'm not addicted to them. I haven't done them in a long time. I, I don't know if it's something you can get addicted to because you're like, fuck. What the fuck was that? Sometimes positive, sometimes negative. 
But even in the negative experiences, you can get positive from it, which I've had that experience where, and we've talked about, you know, my experience doing that before, you know, but it's like, even in the negative experience, as a negative, as a negative as that experience was, what you draw from it can be positive. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to enable anyone to go out and have a bad trip, <laughs> head to the mountains by yourself, take like seven grams and fucking see what happens. <laughs> not telling you to do that. Do not do that. Please. I beg it of you. But, but if it happens, you know, you can still make positive from it. If you have a bad trip, you can learn something. Right. Whether you label it as pleasant or unpleasant, you're probably going to take uh, some sort of you're probably you're gonna learn some from it either yeah. way, which yeah, is always good, right? Yeah, I think there's um, I mean, there's even like quote unquote not to lighten mushrooms, but there's even like harder stuff like DMT ayahuasca, and that shit sounds like I've never done that, but the the anecdotes people say, like it's nothing but like some sort of crazy divine transcend transcendent encounter. And it's not always pleasant, but it's it's enlightening. And I gotta say that's it's I find that pretty interesting. Kinda uh, interesting. I don't I don't know that I'll I'll ever do it. And yeah, it's it's nothing you take you take lightly. No. Uh, that's a part of the reason why I haven't even wanted to do it. Like I've been like, mm, I don't know about that shit. And I don't yeah, I don't like I don't like getting nauseous, which is which is part of it, and it is honestly, you know, a little bit of a barrier. But yeah, like no, the yeah, the point B, it's not it's not fun. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily fun, right? Not necessarily uh, overall pleasant, which I think is part of the non addictive. <laughs> That's nature what, to it. Exactly. <laughs> That's what makes it not addictive. <laughs> I feel like that was not always as pleasant experience, and I don't think I want to do that anytime soon. But yeah, no. In a well-regulated environment, definitely something you might want to consider. Yeah, you have to weigh it out for yourself. See what um, you know, like what you need. But I am excited that people with like severe trauma, troops coming home from war. I'm not saying magic mushrooms are going to be magical and that they they cure you the day the first day. They seem to like be a huge help. So if if a part of our mental health, our broken mental health system, can be fixed by what was once a class one drug or you know a schedule one drug, which means absolutely no medicinal benefit and absolutely addictive. Well, it's, it's reverse of those things. It's not really addictive and it's highly medicinal, we're finding out. And that can be help. That could be kind of one of the main factors that helps people with mental health. Yeah. That's cool, man. I know the, the 12 steps guy, I think, wanted LSD as part of the steps. <laughs> like, in, in, like in a therapeutic, you know, run by a doctor or, you know, a psychiatrist or something. Yeah. And maybe that. Maybe that's the common thread between uh, the two things that we're talking about today, you know, our political peril and, uh, you know, our broken healthcare system is uh, we're not necessarily doomed. Uh, if the if the Democrats fight back, if they 
I don't know, maybe fight quote unquote dirty. You know, we're we're not necess- we don't necessarily have to, you know, descend into anarchy, um, but we got to fight. And um, you know, the same thing with um, our health care system, which you know is obviously tied to political stuff. But yeah, the point being that, <laughs> well, yeah, like uh, like Gandalf might say, there's. Might be little hope, but there's not no hope. Like Yeah, there's a fool's hope. <laughs> well that that's how you can win like I mean look, psychedelics. You could take you could go on the books, federal level, you could be the administration that takes a huge step forward in fixing mental health by opening up te- you know, studies, testing on on psilocybin, let's say. Not only does that help the healthcare system, the men- the mental health care system I think you're letting people have a, a transcendent experience that makes them more compassionate, more loving. All the fruit of the spirit Paul would talk about. I mean, a, a lot of people who yeah. have these stories about, you know, taking something like peyote or, you know, uh, ayahuasca, mushrooms, like they become more loving, more empathetic, more compassionate people. So it's like two birds, one stone. So it's like healthcare, it's spiritual, it's political. And you could be that group that, like, said, you know, fuck it, like, end the drug war, open up testing, you know, studies, clinics where they're utilizing this kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Then you then you have something to stand on, like, unlike Republicans who don't, don't they don't seem to stand for shit. No, they don't. They don't give a shit about policies. Uh, so this this is an easy one that. Uh. No, 2020, yeah, the lesson from 2020 was that we won because we showed up. Like, voter turnout was uh, what saved us. Participation, yeah, which is huge. Um, I mean, more young people showed up, you know, last year than many prior years past. So, yeah, fight, show up, and we're not necessarily doomed. That would be... That would be the hope of mushrooms, man. Give everyone mushrooms. That's part of it. We'll chill the fuck out, man. Give everyone fucking mushrooms. We all take it on a weekend. We shut everything down for a weekend. Everyone takes mushrooms. Come out the other side on Monday. See what happens. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's, that's what I'm running on. (laughs) I'm running for Congress. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, like... Like what Joe Rogan said, if if you just sprayed, just spray it, marijuana, crop dust everybody. I'm positive that would be a net positive, dude. If you just sprayed <laughs> pot smoke in <laughs> in the entire atmosphere, you, you'd cut down on the uh, on the heat, build some clouds. You just hotbox this motherfucker, and we're good. We're all gonna get. We're gonna. We're all gonna meet God. And the devil at the same time. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long weekend, <laughs> maybe a long week. But we're and then and then we can fix the climate because we're all gonna be like, man, we gotta do something about the climate, man. I I'm hundred percent certain, hundred percent that it wouldn't make anything worse. Gonna stop shelling each other, firing rockets. What the fuck are we firing rockets for? 
How is that helpful? Seriously. It's like, our God hates these guys, and these guys' God hates us, and... This is fucking stupid. Have you seen the size of the universe? He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> or if God does, like, he's not... He's certainly not caring about my tribe over your tribe. Doesn't give a shit about them. Jesus. It's all pretty ridiculous. It's all very ridiculous. And to think, like... You could solve the whole thing with with mushrooms. Mushrooms and pot. Mushrooms and pot. Everywhere. Just putting mushrooms in sandwiches. <laughs> Mushroom smoothies. Yeah. And just crop dusting the entire planet with pot. I guarantee it wouldn't make anything worse. We <laughs> might as well try it. You could put a guarantee tea on that. Stamp of approval. I don't think it, I don't think it honestly would make it worse. I think people would get mad. That there was mushrooms in their smoothie again. They didn't get anything done around the house, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> might become a more peaceful person. Did we answer the whole question? It's. I mean, it's one of those things when I was looking at that question and we decided to use it. I was like, I don't think there's too much I can say about it, other than whatever whatever gets you more in tune with the universe, the moment, bliss. Yeah. Now. Do it. Uh, if you asked, hey, should I read my Bible? Yeah, if you want to. If, if you actually become more compassionate. No. And more loving, more empathetic, more inclusive. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, I come from a background where, you know, I kind of, re- re- I react negatively uh, whenever the word the Bible is mentioned. Like, What about the word of God? That even worse. Yeah. Like... <laughs> But I understand that that not everybody comes from uh, that background of, of baggage. And there you go. I mean, I recognize that. Yeah, I mean, independent of my subjective experience, it has a lot of good things to say. Yeah, um, that's where I'm at. That's why I don't shit on the Bible anymore. I think I did for a while. Just point out. I mean, I still make jokes about it. Just point out some absurd shit in there. Yeah. I mean, you're going to do that, but. For the most part, I'm like, I'm not going to shit on the Bible. I'm not going to shit on Christians. Unless they're into that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm still not going to do it. But if like if it works for you, I just don't see it working for most people. Like it makes you more rigid a lot of times. It makes you more hateful, more tribalistic. But it's not actually making you more loving, more compassionate. I just don't see More at peace. Yeah. I don't see how it's necessary. That's all. There. I don't either. Um, I would like to think that as long as you are being honest and you're just paying attention to life, you'll uh, get where you need to go. Um, If you're paying attention. If you're paying attention, yeah. Well, yeah, if you're paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) Full stop. Full stop. Um, Yeah, and I, I trust that that naturally leads you to being more loving, being more compassionate. I mean, that's all that uh, the Zen Masters report uh, when you're just present in the moment. Um, you are natural, naturally more compassionate. It doesn't make you more hateful. <laughs> like no, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the advice on, on whether you do whether you do drugs or not. You have to be present first. You got to be 
present because then you know yourself. You, you become, start to know, you start to experience the world in a more attuned way. And then you can ask yourself, oh, would this help me? Would this benefit me? Right. Yeah, again, yeah, don't do mushrooms uh, flippantly. <laughs> no, don't ever do that. I can tell you that firsthand. Don't do that. That's some dumb shit. You come home all dirty without without one shoe. That's all bad, dude. <laughs> it's not It's not a good look. I, I'm so, well, you know, it's only once. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but, yeah. You, you said something interesting about the Bible and about how... I don't remember exactly what you said because it was 45 seconds ago. <laughs> but about like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what the Bible says. I mean, it's, you, you don't go to it for your authority. You don't go to it for something. It's like, if you're, if you're a starting place, if your epistemology is your direct experience, you, when you go to it, you can confirm or kind of reject certain things that are said because you haven't, you don't experience that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you go there and you're like, oh, I, I see like, um, you know, don't don't murder your brother. If you have anger in your heart with your brother, you've already committed murder. It's like, oh, yeah, I've kind of had those murderous thoughts and I can see where that leads down a road and you've had that experience. So you go to the Bible, you go, oh, yeah, I see what he's talking about. But if you go to the Bible and it counters what you've experienced in life, maybe maybe it's not important what the Bible said. Yeah, I mean, all the all the passages about you know, apparently approving of genocide. Yeah. Uh, maybe don't pay attention to yeah. those passages too much. Like it's a tool, it's a tool in your tool belt. Uh, and if the Bible happens to be in your life and you use it correctly, it's a good thing. But, you know, somebody living on an Island in the Pacific, who has no access to that? I, they still have more than enough to um, care for those around them, be at peace in the moment, self actuate. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Somebody on Facebook, at Facebook asked, "What? What's your mantra in life?" Don't be a dick. <laughs> I said, "Don't be a dick," and I would also say, you know, just pay attention. Yeah, because you don't end with "don't." You want to have positive you want to have a do so do pay attention yeah it's it's easy to put blinders on though or to be just so um almost feel programmed like you just go through things you're not paying attention to them yeah. everything's fast 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 especially in yeah. our society everything's fast everything's quick everything's like boom 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 you don't start paying attention because you're not supposed to fill your day up with just nothing. It's got to be filled with something. Ten things on the calendar. Which is nothing wrong with that every now and then. But those days happen. But you, you need those moments where it's like, no, I'm not doing anything right now. And in not doing anything, I'm doing everything I should. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not It's not complicated, but it's not easy. So, yeah. There you go. So, anyway, Jonathan, hope that answers your question. In a roundabout way. Um, if you want to ask uh, a question, join the Bonfire Sessions uh, Facebook group. Answer the two questions that I'll let you in. Are you going to be kind? And uh, do you listen to the show? And if you have a question, you can DM me or pose the question in the Facebook group. And if you're the winner, you win a 
a booklet on Kindle. Actually, it's not on Kindle. I mean, it is on Kindle, but I'll give you a, a PDF uh, that you can have for free. Choose choose whichever, whichever one you want. And uh, again, if you want Jonathan's, because he has all the booklets, uh, DM me, tell me to go fuck myself, and I will uh, see which one you want. And uh, as always, don't be a dick, and um, pay attention to the, our reviews on iTunes, and go add one. Yeah. Go go add a review, please. It helps. So, cheers. Bye, Michael. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Baby, bye-bye-bye.